Today on The Real Life Girl, I'm coming clean about my testimony and how I came to know Jesus. Welcome back to The Real Life Girl, or welcome if you are new. My name is Bianca, and I am your host. And today we are talking about my testimony and how I came to know Jesus. I recorded an episode about this a while back. You could probably find it. And I still very much stand by it, but as I've gotten older... And now as an adult, my perspective and my opinion has changed a lot on the things that I've gone through. And this week I'm retelling my story. I'm getting into the nitty gritty almost a year later, which is really exciting, I'll just say. Before I start, I do want to say that my testimony does not only involve me, um, it does involve other people. And so I want to approach this with a lot of grace, a lot of mercy, because I know that's what Jesus would do. And especially when it comes to talking about how other people have hurt you, as much as I would want to lash out and be angry and be bitter, I totally forgive. Um, and I move on to the better things because that's what God desires for his daughters. So I just want to keep that in mind as I go into this episode. So I have several points that I want to talk about leading up to how I came to know Jesus and who he is, starting with my background. I grew up going to church, going to a Christian private school. Um, and the private school that I went to, I still have so many friends that go there. I truly formed lifelong friendships that I have there. I do have to say that this was a pretty small Christian private school that I do think sheltered us a lot as, as kids, um, which I am thankful for partly, but I do feel like a lot of shelter can you know, sometimes be a bad thing. So this was a pretty small school. And just to give you a brief overview of how this school was, is that we had Bible as a subject, fair to say that I knew about God, you know, so we would have to like memorize verses. We attended like chapel every Thursday. I've heard all the Bible stories, all the miracles. So I had a good idea about who God was through my school, but I didn't really know him. And I'll dissect that a little bit more throughout this episode. But just as a brief overview, this was very much like a Bible Belt Christian private school that I am thankful for. I've learned so many good things educationally and academically that I probably wouldn't have learned anywhere else. Um, so I am thankful for this, but just as a brief overview, that was my school. And still to this day, I'm friends with like my peers and my classmates that I went to school with for like over 10 years. I basically grew up with these guys. And let me explain like the culture that we were around. There were like 600 kids in this school. So like, again, very small. Everyone knew everything about everybody. Like the people you had class with were the people who were your classmates for like the next 10 years because the school was just that small. So we were just very used to, you know, having a very small community, kind of being like, you know, a little like Stars Hollow like town where it's just everyone's business is kind of out there and that can be good and bad. Because of that sheltered environment, I was very used to just being in a very confined and concise world. I mean, think about it. Like I was taking Bible classes, again, chapel every Thursday, very small classes. So when I was exposed to real life, the best way I can describe it is that it was a cold shock. You realize that the world isn't as pure as you think. And I think that that comes with age as well. But later on in my life, I would start to, you know, just like go to another school, make new friends. 
and transitioning out of the like private school system to the public school system is very hard. It can also be very traumatic because you see things that you are not used to seeing. I won't mention those things, but I'm sure you get what I'm scoping at is that just a lot of things happen um, that I wasn't really used to seeing. So when I did switch schools, I switched from my Christian private school to a charter school. And the reason why was because my family and I, we were moving um, out of our childhood home to a new house. So my school was on the other side of town. It just made sense. And it was hard at first to process the whole move because especially all my friends were at school. Those of you who have moved schools, you know what this is like. So I really did have to shift my social circle and things like that. But with time, I did get very used to my new friends and my new school and things like that. So when things started rising, it was in 2021, I want to say. Way before that, man. I, this has happened such a long time ago that the timeline just completely passes over my head. Okay, so things started shifting at 2019. There we go. In 2019, um, I was in eighth grade and my social life in eighth grade really did change. And it's much different from the social life that I have now, I must say. I had a lot of friends when I was in eighth grade. Again, I was in middle school. I had so many things going on. I was in basketball. I was in clubs. I was like hanging out with my friends. I was literally never home. And if, if I was home, I was sleeping and showering. Like I was never home. And it's quite opposite like from now. Now I'm very introverted. I'm a homebody. And I do think that that's just like something that Jesus put in me. Like there's always so many special things that are in us that like the Lord just like puts in us that, you know, we're like, no one, no one's is alike, you know, like a snowflake. And so that's kind of what I feel like God put in me. At this time, I was like very extroverted, very social. Not that I'm not now, but again, like times have changed when you're younger, that's how you are. So when I was in eighth grade, I ended up meeting this guy who later became my guy best friend. And him and I, we were like very close. We were always hanging out in like groups or on our own. And to give a little context on like the friendship structure. So at this time, I was in a big friend group, which could be a whole other podcast episode because I have so many hot takes on that. But for the sake of time, we'll, we will not get into that today. Um, but I was in this big friend group and, you know, it was like basically guys. And then it was me and my two girl best friends. And um, I did a lot of growing with these two girl best friends. We had been friends pretty much since I had moved to this new school. So we, you know, were like really close, always did everything together. They were like my little sisters that I never had. We were all just like friends and we did things together. So when I met my guy friend, I started introducing him to my other friends. So slowly but surely, our friend groups like meshed and we all had like mutual friends. So that's how him and I were like always hanging out, either in groups or just like together one-on-one, -on, -one, on FaceTime, you name it, that's what we were doing. Naturally over this and as this had happened, I had started having feelings for him. And I'm the kind of person that when I have feelings, I very much wear my heart on my sleeve. And that's with anything, that's the kind of person I am. And I just tend to make things very obvious. And I do this subconsciously. Like I've had other people tell me like, oh my gosh, do you totally like this guy? And I'm like, why would you ever think to say that? And they're like, Bianca. Like I've had people pull me aside and say that. And so to me, 
I just, that's the best conclusion that I can come to. And I'm pretty sure that he knew. Like I'm a thousand percent sure that he knew. I never told him ever. Everyone knew this. Like everybody knew that like I liked this kid. So that's, you know, what I'm trying to say here. When I had started to notice, and I think this is kind of like where things became a little traumatic to me because I think this was the first like big betrayal that I've ever experienced in my life. And I've had maybe a handful of experiences like that where I feel like incredibly betrayed and I was, but this was definitely a first. I'd never experienced anything like this, but I'd started noticing just little things here and there. One of my girl best friends at the time, I would notice little things like she would brag about hanging out with him. And I felt like she was making it known on purpose. But again, she was my best friend. I didn't think too much of it. Again, best friend. We did things like this all the time. You know, like I was like that with like a lot of my guy friends at that time. Again, pre-Jesus days too. Like we gotta, when I'm talking about this, remember I do not know Jesus. I don't know who God is. So like if the things that I'm saying are not making sense compared to the person that I am now, that's why. So I just noticed little things like this, but I didn't think too much of it and I just moved on. So the timeline right now, it is now March of 2020, COVID happened and the world shut down. So we had all switched from in-person school to online school. And that was quite the switch. I remember COVID being really hard on me as everyone else. Um, it was really just triggering because I dealt with a lot of like feelings of sadness and anxiousness, not really knowing what was going on. None of us did. Um, and it was just, I mean, almost immediately I felt the biggest shift in me mentally, physically, emotionally. And I also felt a shift in my friend group. And, you know, this was the kind of friend group that we would tell each other everything. We were always very honest about, you know, the things that we were going through. Even though we were all on lockdown, all throughout quarantine, I had texted, FaceTimed, and kept in touch with my friends as much as possible, especially my guy friend, because I really did like him. I had very strong feelings for him. And when I fall for someone, I fall hard. I mean, I just, I'm very strong and passionate about my feelings and I try my best to be intentional. And even before I knew God, I've always known myself to be intentional when it comes to like the love realm. Like I always want to watch out for someone's feelings. I would never like consciously, you know, toy with someone's feelings like that because that's not something to play around with. And so even in this situation, like not knowing if he would like me back or not, it's kind of like that, like, does he love me? Does he not situation? Um, it was just so important for me to be really intentional with my time and things like that. One day he had texted me. Um, I felt like, again, something was going to happen. And so I'd open this text and this was on Snapchat, by the way. So like, just remember the anxiety that kind of comes with Snapchat. Like this person is typing, like that is literally why I do not have Snapchat anymore because it makes me so anxious. Like I dealt with people from like my hometown, like getting into fights on Snapchat and posting it and then being friends together the next day. Like that drama literally drained me so much to the point where I'm like, I'm an Instagram queen now. I'm not a Snapchat girl. It's just not my thing. But like this whole conversation literally just like had me on edge because I felt like something was wrong and Snapchat just makes me anxious to begin with. So this day he had texted me um, and it was this like, you know, him just texting me like, hey, what's up? Things like that. And then out of the blue, he texted me this really long paragraph that took me a second to read. And long story short, he had ended up telling me that we could not be friends anymore. And I was like, 
a bit shocked and felt like it was a joke. So I had asked why, and he proceeded to tell me that it was because my girl best friend did not want him to be around me or any other girl because they were getting ready to date soon. And he had said that, and I just like froze and just like put my phone down and like watched him type. And he proceeded to explain that I was overbearing, that I was clingy, and like calling me all these names. And I just remember being so shocked yet confused. And I was upset, I was angry, and I was devastated and I was hurt. And in that moment, all I could do was cry. And I don't even think I responded at first because it was just hard for me to process. And like all these thoughts were going through my head and like, you know, we had joked around and things like that, but I could tell he was being serious. And so my feelings toward this situation, um, I definitely feel like when it comes to crushes, things like that, that everyone has a right to like who they want. That's a given. Like, if you do not like someone that has feelings for you too, you are well within your right to not be attracted to that person. Physical attraction is everything. And even if it's not a physical attraction, maybe you just don't think that you'll be compatible with someone or the other way around. You are allowed to like who you like and you're not obligated to like someone that likes you. Like, you don't owe anyone anything. And I think that that's just already said and that's out there. I was not mad about that. Like, of course I was hurt and devastated. You know, I think that that would take a toll on anyone emotionally. But again, that was like within his right. Like, what was I going to do? That was that. And moving on into the aftermath, um, I had talked things through with my best friend. I had asked her about everything and she was honest. She was honest about her feelings. And I think the worst part about everything was neither of them were sorry. I was explaining to my guy best friend, like, listen, I don't understand why you're cutting me off. And I was told that I was overreacting. Like essentially they didn't understand why I was hurt and actually thought that I was like overreacting about the whole the whole ordeal. And I can't like explain how nothing disgusts me more. To gaslight someone out of their own feelings and make them feel like their feelings aren't invalid or it's not like worth being worked up about because you don't see their perspective, let alone you don't feel like it's useful to take accountability for your own actions and where you messed up in the friendship. And it was honestly just, it was honestly for the best for us to go our separate ways and to do our own things. Um, and I'm very thankful for the time that I had with her and the lesson that this whole experience taught me. So overall, I am very thankful and it was painful. You know, it did. After that, I went to a lot of therapy sessions because I was very depressed I was anxious all the time and it literally sucked. Like this was a dark season that I would not wish through like anyone. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But actually a good thing that came from this was I discovered my love for writing in this season because I didn't really know like how to process my emotions because at this time I was in eighth grade. I was 14 years old. Like I was pretty like young and going through something like this when you're young does shape you as a person but um, it can also come with a lot of just heartache and pain that you don't know how to process because you're so young. And I didn't know what it meant to have an emotional outlet, such as a therapist or even journaling. And so I remember I would write poetry. Like I was very, very into poetry. Um, I would just like open a Word doc and I would be like crying, but like writing out my feelings. And I know that that sounds like very dramatic and things like that. 
But that's like how I thrived. And I ended up discovering my passion for creative writing, which benefits me today as a content writer and creator. Um, I've created several guides, um, you know, so I've been able to like author blog posts and even do media collaborations with other content creators and all through the love of my writing. And had I not gone through this, I don't think that I would have found writing as an emotional outlet. And to this day, I'm very passionate about journaling. I'm very passionate about like getting my heart out there and again feeling everything so I can just write it out and I think that's a big part of this podcast I think that's a big part of um you know what you're going through with your journey of the Lord and like I just also love looking back at my entries from this time I still have my old journals from like four years ago and I look at this time and I remember it like I remember everything and um you know it was still hard but I get to see like all the progress that I've made and the growth and the things that I've gotten to see through this time and so like my love of writing genuinely like along with Jesus saved me because like I don't think I would would have been able to process my emotions in a healthy way um had I not you know gone through that and also discovered my love for writing at the same time I'd really never seen a darker place and my writing at the time reflected that. I had really dark journal entries and um, it was hard for me to even look back at that. Like even now, even though that was three years ago, like I still struggle to look back and like identify with that part of myself and like I'm totally like I'm not that person anymore. Um, And to me, like that's a different version of Bianca because I mean, I could never imagine being in that place again, but that's truly what I felt. And in that time, I contemplated unaliving myself and taking my own life um and I wouldn't wish that on anyone again I think that goes back to wanting to forgive but feeling like the other person is not sorry but the most important thing and the reason why this is so important to me and it's so special to me because despite through all that pain the Lord used that and he turned my ashes into beauty and he pulled me from the trenches he pulled me from that point where I literally was so depressed that I didn't feel like I even had a purpose anymore that I contemplated unaliving myself on a daily basis you know that I was like even trying to like literally end my own life like that is scary and I like I wouldn't wish that on anyone truly like when you walk through shoes like that and when the lord uses a traumatic and painful uh experience to like truly shape and mold you from the ground up like from your like innermost roots i think you just like hold that moment so precious in your life and every summer like because like this happened like march throughout summer i just like count like one year two years three years since this whole thing happened and I don't count it because of the people that were involved I count it because the Lord saved me and he didn't have to and I think that that's what's so special um again I love and I care for my friends and I'm totally not perfect I screw up I make mistakes and I acknowledge that like I'm not perfect but I'm also not ashamed either maybe there are people that have been wronging you and trespassing you and you've just found out or you you know the truth was revealed to you and they showed you their true colors um despite what you may be feeling i strongly encourage you to forgive even if they're not sorry to forgive even if they don't feel remorseful holding a grudge against someone for something that they did 
and refusing to forgive them and forget and move on does everything for them and nothing to you. Like I was extremely bitter. I was always angry. And I think that this contributed to my depression and anxiety because I didn't know how to process these feelings. But again, like it was literally doing nothing to me. I remember like physically feeling hurt in my chest, not even just saying that, you know, but like I felt like every time I would breathe this like just weight like it was like someone was like pressing a kettlebell into my chest like that's how much it hurt and I would like complain about it and I'm like why does like my chest hurt so much um and I didn't know when it would go away I didn't think it would ever go away I always thought I'd feel that way forever and in that moment I asked God when is this pain gonna be over when am I gonna be able to like finally breathe again and feel free and feel lighter and not feel like I have this like big heavy burden of like trauma on me like I just don't know how I'm going to be able to like get through this um and I would like stay stay up and I would like pull all-nighters not intentionally but because I couldn't sleep I was so worked up over this um and I would just like stay up until like 6 7 8 a.m all throughout the night just like crying and crying and crying because that's all I knew what to do and this was one of those nights and I just like remember crying like god why am I going through this why me when is this going to be over and god said to me Bianca just come home and that's the kind of God that God is. God does not care where you've been. God does not care who you've been with. God does not care what you've spent your time doing. He is a just come home kind of God. Like he leaves the 99 for the one. And I don't know if you guys have seen that photo. It was like all over TikTok um, a couple weeks ago. And it was like this little like baby sheep that was like lost in the woods. It's like fur coat was like dirty it was like weary like you could tell this sheep was like literally lost and it like brought me to tears and in the background you see jesus chasing after like you see this good shepherd chasing after the lamb and i cannot think of a better picture to represent me in that situation and those of you like also thinking about your come to jesus moment like i'm pretty sure you can also resonate like when you felt like you were at a point of no return you felt like you were in too deep you felt like sin literally had you by your hair and the lord just like came in clutch and just like chased after me even when i pushed him away i think that's what shocks me the most like even when i pushed the lord away even when i was like god i can do this on my own i'm good i don't need you you add nothing to my life like even when i was in those moments of like desperation but i was also too prideful to like turn to the lord he was there like he literally turned my ashes into beauty and like pulled me out of the trenches and that's what i think is so powerful and so in July of 2020, I gave my life to Jesus and that would be the best thing that I would ever do. And I've been following for Jesus. Um, I've been following Jesus for over four, almost four years now, which is kind of crazy. I don't think I'm a baby Christian anymore. I think I've graduated from that point in my faith journey. But like literally, I can fully say that choosing to follow the Lord is the best thing that has ever happened to me is the best decision that I've ever made because life does not get easier but it gets better and there's truly a light at the end of this tunnel and that light is Jesus.
that is my testimony. Um, I'm really glad that I got through this episode and I'm glad that I was able to share this with y'all because I don't, um, I, I'm not ashamed. You know, it may be different from other people. It may not even sound like a big deal again, but when you have felt God pull you out of the trenches and you've just allowed him to like take you in when you felt like you were in, you know, a point of no return, you just accept it all. And again, I'm so glad that I felt all of this experience and that I went through what I did because it taught me that you truly cannot depend on anyone but Jesus. You can't trust anyone but Jesus. And um, at some point, you have to let go of certain people to let God work in your life. Sometimes you have got to let folks reject you fire you, uh, talk bad about you, ghost you, betray you to walk into your purpose. And that's all right. Like, don't you ever think for a second that if you go through a hard season, that this is the end, because I promise you, I said that to my, to myself so many times and I'm still here. Like y'all, I should not be here. And God turned it for good. And like, man, like that, if that does not show you who God is, I don't know what will. But the fact that the Lord just like remained so faithful and loyal and like focused on my healing and healing my heart, like he literally sewed my heart back together. I, you know, I can't put it in any other way and I wouldn't have it any other way. So that's my testimony. I very much enjoyed sharing that with y'all and whatever it is that you guys are going through. Um, I just pray that over these next few weeks that you just let the Lord work in your life, that you surrender and that you allow him to truly see you the way that he sees you and not the way that you see you. Because when you give the Lord complete control over your life, even the parts that you are having difficulty handing over, like you will truly see him come through. Trust that if God said it, it has got to come to pass. And that if God has made that promise to you, he's got to fulfill it because God is a God of his word. And um, I think that truly following him is like been such a good and helpful journey that, I mean, I would just, I would love for everyone. So feel free to always reach out. Um, DMs are always open. I also have my email in the show notes if you ever want to reach out for guidance, for advice, for things like that, because I love hearing from you guys. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for being here for me um, and with me. Like I love going on this podcast every week and just like sharing the things that are hard for me to talk about or, you know, that are just hard to even grasp in our faith walk because we're in this together. I don't want you guys ever for a second to think that you are walking this life alone, that you are running the race with Jesus on your own because I'm right there holding your hand, sis. Like, I just need you to understand that we are not meant to do this alone and that you have help, you have resources, you have people out there that are rooting for you. So I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for listening. And with that being said, I will see you in the next episode.